This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Hello, everyone. Um, just hold on here. I'm getting Facebook Live set up for the, the three people sucker buckle that tune in. Um, uh, Brad is not here yet, I don't think. Uh, he's getting to the desk soon. Uh, tonight we've got, uh, um, we're going to take your calls. I know we're going to do a lot of that and uh, recap uh, the weekend. I know uh, we've got big news. Uh, obviously, that Fox News took uh, a lot of money. I think it was hundreds of millions of dollars. Brandon can let us know on from Big Pharma so that they would not talk about other uh other uh, therapeutics, and they wouldn't talk about anything. Uh, nobody could say anything bad about the vaccines. Um, it sounds a lot like machines, don't it, everybody? Uh, I want to tell everybody uh, uh, news. Uh, I know you just got through watching uh, Steve Bannon's new show here at Lindell TV, and uh, uh, he, he was talking to Tim Rampton and uh, the governor of, uh, or the governor candidate uh, in uh, Wisconsin. Um, the, um, I want to tell you the, with the, that, uh, that sounds promising. I mean, I think, I think what you're seeing is people are going to come around like Robin Voss in Wisconsin. And I think Tim said it best that, uh, you know, maybe it's a pride thing that they're going to have to say we were, were, were wrong. And, uh, especially like Wisconsin, when you, when you have all these people in Wisconsin, you did the audits, you went through all this, uh, went through everything and you and uh, before they didn't believe that there was crimes committed and, and uh, election crime and then all of a sudden now you have this investigation done and like Tim said they show all the crime but then they raise the bar and say oh we can't decertify there's nothing it's not in the Constitution no it's in the Constitution so we need to get Wisconsin decertified right next door in Minnesota I think I, I told you all uh, we found out in my home state of Minnesota, uh, there was 15% higher turnout than the average national average, which is unheard of. Um, and uh, we found out the reason for that was right after the election, then 15% of the voter rolls were removed. Uh, so once again, every state, they inflate the voter rolls, use the names, whether they're dead, alive, from another state, doesn't matter. They flip them in the machine. They or they do the uh, they um, do the cyber cyber attack. Add add the manipulate all the votes, even the down tickets, and uh, and then you end up uh, where we ended up in 2020. Um, Brand, are you there yet? Well, hello. Hey, hello. Hey, Brandon, What was that thing I was just telling everyone? Uh, how much money did Fox take that, that the report came out? Right now, I'm not hearing the exact figure that Fox took, but the report is $1 billion, $1 billion with a B, that the Biden regime gave to media outlets and according to Freedom of Information records obtained by Blaze Television, Fox and Newsmax were some of the recipients of this to push the vax. Yeah, and you guys, that's disgusting, everybody, that our government could give away your tax dollars to uh, to spread basically disinformation as far as I'm concerned. You didn't get to hear 
Um, you know, I have, I have family members or people, relatives that took the vaccine, you know, at the least of all that. If I if, if they were going to take it, you know, the ones that did decided to take it, there should have been information out there. Which ones? What are the what are the downfalls? You know, like when you have ads going and they're, they're talking about a new drug that came out at the FDA and it goes and then they play the music and then this may cause headaches, harmful, blah, 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 seizures. Fall on your head, fall asleep, blah, you know, all this stuff that they read while you're not even listening because you're seeing the, the people walking around all happy and, you know, this is the new drug, whatever. And, and, they, and they, but they tell all these disclaimers. Well, they made right. this, these drugs, Brandon, they made these drugs. Not only did they that suppress all the therapeutics that work because to deem them as, as essential, there could be nothing else out there, everybody. Everything else, there could be nothing else out there that worked against the China virus in order for them to be rated as an essential drug. So they did that on purpose. They suppressed all the, the hydroxychloroquine, the ivermectins, the ceratovir, the oleandrins of the world. They suppressed all that. And, uh, and they made Fox, they made all these outlets. They told him that was part of the deal. Brandon, that was part of the deal. Don't tell them about anything that works. And, and then they did do disclaimers. These drugs were never approved. They were never approved. And, uh, and now, you know, when this all comes out about the things, the warning signs that should have been out there, hey, which, you know, if I, if I, was, if I actually was going to take it, I would have said, okay, of all the ones, I would have wanted to study, is there one better than another one? Does this one have less side effects? Does this one, do I wake up and I have two fingers missing? I don't know. You know, I'd want to know these things. I want to know yeah. these things. And and, uh, and they were, and that was done. Shame on Fox once again. Shame, shame, shame on Fox. Um, I just did a big speech down in, uh, you guys, over the weekend in Arizona with uh, the great Carrie Lake. Remember, Carrie used to work for Fox. She's now running for governor of Arizona. A lot of developments down in Arizona, everybody. Uh, uh, Doug Ducey um, has said he's not going to run again. The world's going to be a lot better place without him as governor of Arizona. But but we can't let Doug, if there was there anything ever done by him criminally, we want to go back in time and find that out because he did a lot of things that don't make sense in Arizona. Um, a lot of obstruction there. And uh, But we had a huge turnout, Brandon. I think they expected like 1,200 people. I think three or 4,000 showed up. Um, you know, we were there broadcasting. And we carried, our, it. we carried it live right here on Linda yeah, TV. It, Yep, absolutely, and they are through our, uh, what do we call, what do we call our SBN, our affiliate? <laughs> uh, our, our broadcast partners. Yeah, because, uh, you know, they've done, we've, it kind of works out good, you know, back in the day that they, they, uh, they were the only one, and then you, you could only do an event here where we have an event where they can stream it and vice versa, and, and uh, it works out pretty good. Um, so, you guys, that was an amazing, I spoke for probably a half hour. Uh, that speech is here at Frank Speech TV, um, or Lindell TV. I want to tell everybody, too, I'm just kind of giving people an update here. An update here. Um, do we have, who do we have coming on today? Garland, Garland Favorito is standing by. He's here with us whenever you're ready. Okay, okay. I'll just give everybody a quick update, and then we'll bring in Garland from Great Strait of Georgia. Um, so, everybody, I want to update you a little bit of Frank's speech here. Uh, our apps are out. Uh, Brandon, I don't know if you could show our beautiful new app uh, that's on the App Store. Um, Logan can. Logan, can you do that? 
show that app, everybody. Everybody needs to go to the App Store tonight to get this. Um, and whether you have an Android, whether you have an Apple, it doesn't matter. Um, I like the I like the look of it, the app, and uh, and uh, I want to show people. Um, um, everyone, you just because you're on FrankSpeech.com, get the app because uh, it's uh, it's in a touch of a finger, and you can get. Uh, also, you'll be getting uh, alerts if uh, if we're going live. We're not gonna. We're gonna be giving you alerts where where things are that are changing out there in real time. We're gonna be very specific. If you have something, you know, this will be breaking news, kind of like you get on your phone now, but it but it comes the breaking news isn't the real news, you know. Um, and uh, so if we have that, um, is the other? I don't know if you'll be able to show it. Uh, if you show the icon, he's working. He's working on getting it up. On but the also, also when you do when you do press it, um, um, and everybody on Facebook, you can do the same thing. Um, you got you got Lindell TV and Lindell TV one and two. Which, by the way, we're going to have a full twenty four seven lineup as you've seen. Uh, Brand, I mean, uh, Steve Bannon now has this new show about the candidates between five and six, followed by my show here, followed by Brandon's world worldview. Uh, Report and then you have Brandon's great one and a half hour show. Then you got Diamond and Silk and then Stu Peters. It's quite a light lineup. I think we're gonna if there's one way to to uh, maybe we'll get, maybe we'll wipe Fox out. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, it's telling it's uh, it's putting out the truth. And and uh, by the way, everybody, um, we got Emerald Robinson a week from today will be coming on board. At her show will be at nine a.m. Uh, or wait, 8 a.m. Central. Is that correct, Brandon? Correct. 8 a.m. Central. Now, um, uh, Pete Santilli will still have his show, everybody, from 7 to 9, but he'll have 7 to 8 on Lindell TV 1 and 8 to 9 on Lindell TV 2. We're going to have two complete schedules for everybody because we've just got so much great content coming on and great talent. Um, so Emerald Show will be there, and then that will also be Replayed in the afternoon in a time slot in the afternoon. And if they uh, miss anything, they can always go back to frankspeech.com and pick up the replay. Right. We have, that's right, Frank. And they can do that. And also, if you got the app, everybody, that's what I was going to show you. Show it. If, if, if you got the app and uh, you, you download the app, if you can Look turn at that. it up. Uh, there we are. There we are. Okay. Can you show what the icon looked like on the app, Logan, before you press it? He says one second. He will. <laughs> I want to. I want to show because they put a lot of time in. I love the beautiful looking app, the little icon. <laughs> <laughs> see that. See that's why Mike's successful. He concentrates on the details. Like when you made my pillow, you worked on your logo and got it just like you wanted. And you're, yeah. you're into the details, aren't you, Mike? Well, absolutely. When you invent anything, everybody, um, it's problem solution. But you want to go right down to the detail. What if this part of it was my only part? There's the icon, everybody. Um, you've got the app there. We've got the two uh, voice, uh, uh, the two voice bubbles and stuff. So go to the app store, get that, and when you click on it, you're going to get Lindell TV and Lindell TV One. As you can see right now, you got uh, Stu Peters on Lindell TV Two. We're on the top there. Now you go down and you see this here. You're going to have one through ten. It goes to the right horizontally, everybody. Um, and you see that? Keep going. Keep going. Show them as you go over. All of these, um, all of these shows. There's Emerald. I mean, you have all of these. You, there's ten of them, and so those will be the highlights.
from the day before if you missed it or breaking news there. That's our downstream. That's most of our, our main influencers are right there. That, and, uh, now if you go down from that, now you see all of these ones that go down are all the stories, the breaking story, like some of these are, how many hours is that old? Can you see on there, Brandon? Uh, what's that say, Logan? I can't see that far away. 36 minutes ago is one of them. 36 minutes ago. So you guys can get up to the minute. It's kind of like Facebook, everybody, where you stream down these videos, only these are something that's very relevant to what's going on. Now, if you go up to the menu button, if you go up to the menu button, um, and if you read that, you're going to see the home, the videos. Uh, I can't read what it says there. Home, uh, videos, news, podcasts, frankspeech.com. Right. So if you get here, you guys, and you get here and you, and you go, hey, I want to see more, uh, then you can always just click on frankspeech.com, and that's going to bring you to the whole massive site. We've got a lot of other great things coming called Frank Thoughts, everybody. Um, if you can search that there, you can go to Frank Thoughts. Uh, that's another section we have. Very interesting. I encourage everybody to go there. We have Frank Clips where you can share them around the country. Um, we are this the, Over the next two weeks, we are doing this massive push to get the people here because we have news coming, everybody. It's going to change this country forever, and it's going to get rid of the machines. Um, the... Um, I want to do one more, say one more thing here. I'm going to throw an ad out there, everybody, before I bring Garland on here. Use promo code L77, everybody. And there's three places you can use that. MyPillow.com to go shopping there. You can save up to 66% off. That's over, now we have over 400 products there, okay? Um, and that's, uh, and then you could also use it at MyStore.com. That's all entrepreneurs. There's another uh, hundreds and hundreds of products there. Those are entrepreneurs from around the country and, and or their products that are made here. Um, and these uh, um, these entrepreneurs, as we as we get going, we probably have 2,000 waiting, Brandon, but there's so many great products there. I just did a commercial for this wrench, this bionic wrench, you guys. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, it's a one-tool Brandon, you should get a couple. They're amazing. But what I want to tell <laughs> you know, I'm all thumbs when it comes to mechanical stuff, right? Yeah. But the uh, well, this is one tool. It's a guy that likes one tool. That's me. <laughs> you know, just it does everything. Anyway, then the then or you guys can use that promo code L77 right here at FrankSpeech.com. Go to the store, and you can get these sheets for twenty nine ninety nine, as low as twenty nine ninety nine. The queen size for forty nine ninety nine. You guys. These are some closeout colors that you can't beat. They're normally $179. Good grief. Um, yeah, so this is the best savings ever. I want to say uh, what we're also going to do here, this is announcing tonight, at Frank's speech on the, on Lindell TV, I'm not sure if it'll be Lindell TV 1. I believe it'll be Lindell TV 1. We are going to have a half-hour show. I'm announcing it right now, but Brandon doesn't even know this. He kind of inspired me with his Valentine's Day cooking show he had. Um, so, um, what it is, is we're going to have a half hour of entrepreneur, whether it be a product, whether it be brand, if you did a cooking show for one, for a half hour, but we're going to have a, we're going to start that off next week with the bionic wrench guy. He invented it. His father invented family owned company. They went through everything. They took in millions and then they were also copied and stole 
by a company called Sears, where Sears took their took their uh, copied them, and and we're going to get into. Uh, we also have um, uh, a story. His name is Josh Malone. He got copied by a company called Telebrands. We'll tell about that story, but. I want to tell stories during that half hour. What's the show called? What's it called, Mike? Go up and, what? What's it called? What's that? What's the show called? We we don't know yet. I just I haven't made up. I haven't said what it's so called. So it's, it's going to be like a thirty-minute show where you highlight entrepreneurs that are. Right, also we're going to highlight an entrepreneur or their product. It'll probably be the my store. You know, maybe the my store. Uh, you the know, my store show. A lot of products from there, but it, uh, but it's going to be it's going to be like a. Um, Maybe a little bit like well, first one will be a little bit like a like corrupt CQVC, you know that shopping channel that uh, that dumped me, that uh, um, and the uh, and HSN. But the bottom line is, but, anyone being interviewed, you'll be able to then go to my store and buy that entrepreneur's product. That's buy so that cool. product. That's exactly right. That's, you know that's that so product. cool. That's a great idea. We, it's so cool, you guys. So many entrepreneurs have stories, and they've also went through the the horrible things you face in our country when you invent something. And you call it your own, and then it gets stolen from you, or get uh, copied by China. They put it up on crooked Amazon or crooked Google, and uh, or Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook. You buy ads, and it goes right down the tube because he he takes all the money, and uh, and who knows where the filter goes out. But I mean things like this. It's going to be a very informative show on uh, with entrepreneurs. We might expand it to. We might actually make it an hour show, maybe, and put half. A half hour there and a half hour in Lindell TV too. I don't know that yet. We'll figure that out. But it's going to be a great half hour show um, in, in highlighting a different entrepreneur each time um, or product. Um, and uh, maybe we'll even do another half hour where it's uh, almost like a, a Shark Tank type thing. They're bringing their show, their stuff into to get up on my store, and we're you know That's I don't a know. Great idea too. I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my. Uh, imagination on this over the next week but i do know we're going to have um um that josh malone he is actually after he he was a father of eight and he he made water balloons he all wanted to fill them at the same time you guys can look up his story josh malone and water balloons or look up telebrand and water balloons uh telebrand lawsuit this lawsuit went on for for years and years and they they kept copying them telebrands did and they copied them, and they took all his money. But he and they and and uh, he's seen his product in Walmart, and and uh, that he had invented. And and anyway, he kept up the fight. He kept up the fight, and he ended up getting tens of millions of dollars in the end. And what he did, everybody, he took that money. He went out to D.C. and he's burned patents right on the right on the uh, the um, uh, patent door. I mean, right on the front of the patent office in a pan, just burn them up because you know what. Our patent laws were so bad right now where someone can get a patent and instead of them copying the patent, these big companies like your apples of the world will just go there and get the patent overturned. How do you get a patent overturned? That's why it's called a patent. You went through so so hard to get it and uh, they just overturned them. So Josh is a very interesting story. I want to get him on for a guest uh, uh, that we'll have maybe ne early next week to talk about the show because I think he would be a very good first guest to have on to explain what entrepreneurs are up against in this country and, and where we were going down a good path. And then all of a sudden what happened, everybody? November 3rd, 2020. Just remember, every single silo we have in this country is just getting destroyed. 
everything is getting destroyed from uh, because that's what they want. They want to destroy our country. They this all this stuff with Ukraine. I believe it's a it's a big setup, election deflection. But that's just me. I haven't been following the news because I don't watch. I I, when I, I don't want follow the Fox News because I don't watch Fox. Um, but that's what they're just I'm sure concentrating on like crazy now. Um, but anyway, I wanted to get that all. I don't want to keep Garland waiting too long. I want to hear what he's got to say now. Remember, everybody, um, um, down in Georgia, and we've always said the devil went down to Georgia, and uh, um, we're not going to say uh, there's a lot of them down there, but Brad Rassenberg has got to be one of the most evil people I've ever met in my life or ever ever would hope to not meet. Um, and that's what they've been fighting, him and all the other Republicans down there that block and block and block and block and make laws. And they, they if you talk about... Um, I think it'd be between them and Colorado. The only difference about Colorado is you have Democrats there. In, in, in Georgia has to be the most corrupt um, Republican-controlled legislatures, governor, secretary of state, and attorney general. That little crime family right on down has to be the worst, one of the worst in the country's history. And I, you know, if you talk just for, if they have the R by their name, okay. And Garland, are you there? I'm here, Mike. Uh, thanks you, for having me on. Hey, I just I just introduced your state with all those corrupt Republicans. Am I am I off on that, Garland? You've been there, you know, I think, all your life. I mean, I mean, do you think there's any other state that has that many Republicans? that continually block what's trying to get done for the American people. Well, you no, know, that's right. There's a, a cabal there, and it includes the governor, the lieutenant governor, the secretary of state, and the uh, uh, attorney general. And in order for us to save Georgia, they're all going to have to go. There has to be a clean sweep of new candidates come in, and uh, that well, that's the only way we can turn Georgia around. So... You're absolutely right, uh, Mike. Right, and, uh, and, uh, and I don't, I don't know what information you have, but I will tell you this, and I'll, I'm announcing this for the first time too. I met with my attorneys. Um, oh, let's say one tenth of them today. Um, they all came to me with these new, this new idea, the new, the new plan for one of the things. Remember, we all talked about the class action lawsuit, everybody, for our country. Well, I got good news. That, uh, saying these machines are defective. Well, we got good news. We're switching it to state by state. Every state will have its own individual lawsuit. But here's the great news. Everybody can sign on as a plaintiff. I hope I'm saying that right because I'm sure I got some of my lawyers watching. We, the people, can all sign on as plaintiffs. Um, and... Uh, one of the things we weren't going to be able to do, and then, by the way, we have that, that includes clerks and commissioners too, which, by the way, we had over 200 already signed up. So you're going to have that, but now we'll be able to add people to that, uh, people that got um, that don't want that they can't we can't have these machines because they're defective. Um, one of the things, Garland, is in your in your state, we were not going to be able to do that with the. Uh, with the defective machines with the county clerk level because your state, Rassenberger, pretty much took it all over and says he makes all the decisions there. It's a one-man show. But now in the state of Georgia, we're going to be able to bring this 
to get these, uh, and, and very fast we could get the machines. They can make a thing, it's called an injunction, what is it called, uh, emergency. Uh, um, it's a, a temporary injunction. Um, yep, 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 get rid of right. them, yep, to get, to get them out for the, for the 2020. Yeah. And kind of like your curling case down there, a little bit like that maybe, huh? Well, Mike, yes, and we already filed a lawsuit to ban the Dominion Democracy Suite 5.5 system in the state of Georgia. We uh, filed that back in August of 24, uh, August 24th of last year, and we're opening discovery on that case this week. So we might save you a few bucks down here on the class action lawsuit. Uh, we have already got that underway. Well, that's awesome. And didn't you, when you filed the one in Georgia, though, didn't they say that they used the excuse that it was too close to the election to switch to paper? That was the Curling v. Raffensperger lawsuit, Mike. Uh, they, right. Uh, she, she made that ruling that the system was in violation of two Georgia statutes about three weeks before the November election was conducted. So the election was conducted on systems that the United States District Court had found to be in violation of two Georgia laws. That's how bad it was uh, last yeah. Wow! Wow! So, yeah. so today you're. So why are they waiting on it now? Why now that it's past the election? Why isn't that case all done? And they say Dominion machines with that Halderman report. What's holding it up? Why can't they just say, "Hey, you're right, Halderman Professor Halderman came in and said the machines are defective. Let's get rid of the Dominion machines, put them up in a big pile, and melt them down, and get it done with." So, so the, the reason the holdup is that Secretary Ravensburger and Attorney General Carr appealed a portion of Judge Totenberg's ruling, and the case is under appeal right now, so the relief cannot be granted. That appeal will come up in court uh, next month in April, and that will be heard. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll get a resolution to that and can move forward on getting rid of them. Right. And if, if you have any other news out of Georgia? Brandon, is his not, coming through? Is his voice coming through clear on that? Yep, on that it, end? It is. It sure is coming through just fine. Okay, it must yeah. be my it must be my connection here. I'm okay. I'm, uh, okay, now it. here here here's the breaking news tonight to, that Mike uh, that Mike Garling called today and said I think uh, Mike's going to really like this this new press release we put out today, March 7th, how Georgia 2020 election results were electronically manipulated. You want to take yeah. us through this and tell us about this? Uh, I, I have the slides to go with it you sent me. Yeah, sure, uh, uh, Brandon. So, so, Mike, the last time I was on your show, I promised that you we were going to prove you were correct. And uh, I did, that's all I said. So we've been working on this for uh, almost a year. Uh, Senate Bill 202, which passed in Georgia, made ballot images public record throughout the state, and which is pretty rare. They're not public record in a lot of other states, like Michigan, which could have maybe proved, making, proven the same thing we, we've proven. So for the last year, we've had a team of volunteers who are very talented looking at the uh, information and the ballot images. And we decided to hone in on Fulton County because that was where a lot of the issues were, as you know, in November. And what we came up with after about a year, we put together today and we finally released it, was a 15-point analysis 
that proves beyond any reasonable shadow of a doubt that the election results in Fulton County were in fact manipulated electronically. Um, uh, this is electronic ma manipulation, it's not ballot stuffing. So uh, that is what we showed today. Um, it's a 15 point analysis. It's fairly complex, but we had uh, images and explanations for every different aspect of what we found as to how the, the results were electronically manipulated. All right, so let's look at this first slide. SB202 made ballot, ballot images public record after lobbying efforts in 2021, as you stated. Our volunteer team performed a statewide analysis of November 2020 ballot images, findings based on original Fulton County ballot images via ORR and legal uh, discovery. Uh, ORR stands for what? Uh, open records request. That's the uh, George's version of the Freedom of Information Okay. Act. Fulton is our example, but other counties appear to have similar problems. That's a very important to remember, point number four, people. Fulton is our example, but other counties appear to have similar problems. Five, anyone can verify our findings based on ballot images at uh, gaballots.com, other sites, or through their own specific open records request. The Secretary of State could have done the same analysis and reached the same conclusions we will reach today before he certified the... Wow! You mean the Secretary of State could have done the same analysis and reached the same conclusions we will reach today before he certified the 2020 election? you got to be yeah. kidding me. Yeah, and that's right, Brandon, because the Secretary of State had this information. This information was not public record until we lobbied and got Senate Bill 202 passed. So um, about a year ago, it became public record. But this information was available to the Secretary of State in December uh, before he uh, certified the results. And if you, if you remember, uh, Brandon, he said that Trump's attorneys were all uh, basically telling lies. Uh, and we, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, issued a 42-point refutation of uh, Raffensperger's letter in which he claimed that, that uh, Trump's lawyers were not telling the truth. So the letter was only 10 pages. We found 42 false statements in 10 pages, and we delivered that evidence to every member of the Georgia General Assembly. Wow. All right, before we run out of time here, let's make sure we get through this. How ballot image creation works, okay? Ballots are scanned to automatically produce digital images and cast vote records that are tabulated, okay? Scan, scans produce a dot .tif image, so like instead of a JPEG, it produces a .tif image, uh, exactly. and a .sha authorization file for the image. In person, images are stored on redundant compact flashcards, so little compact storing cards. Mail-in ballot images are stored on memory sticks and loaded to election management server, EMS, or loaded directly to EMS. All right, so anything we need to say about that before we keep moving? No, I think that's kind of self-explanatory. All right. That's where it works. Three. Number one, the next slide, slide four, scanning. Paper ballot is scanned, 2020 ballot image becomes a TIF, which is a file, created file, and it's created in two pages. The cast vote creation. Uh, ballot images is analyzed using OCR. What's OCR? Yeah, that's optical character recognition. Okay. The cast vote record is created on page three with auto mark, uh, authentication file, and again, saved as a .sha file. 
three adjudication. That's optional. If ballot has questionable marks, it goes to adjudication, where a three-member review panel should review and approve the vote changes, confirming the voters' the voters' intent. Adjudication section is created on page three. Okay. Yeah, that's right. And the red section means the um, that's where the cast vote record part is, and the blue section is where the adjudication. Okay. Part is. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So over there at the red at the top and the blue at the bottom. Okay. Right. Okay. Process sequence. Scan, adjudicate, verify, publish. This is your results publishing. How it's done. We see it's outside of the county elections management server. And then it goes on a thumb thumb drive to the county web server. And then it goes to the SOE software. What's that SOE stand for? Yeah. So that's that's, uh, out of Tampa. That is a subsidiary of CIDL, the Spanish company, and that's the kind of the election publishing warehouse there, and that actually feeds the Edison line feed for the media, and bizarrely, it, it, that's where the Secretary of State actually picks up the results from the counties instead of picking them up directly from the counties. Okay, so so you, you have a private company getting in between the county and the Secretary of State. Right, an incredible flaw that was brought in by Brian Kemp, and uh, over our objections. So that that's where you could have manipulation going on right there. Um, well, it's uh, that's not the manipulation that we found. We actually found manipulation, since that's only a publishing clearinghouse, there's a lot of confusion about that. But what we found, um, Brandon, is that there was manipulation by Fulton County, uh, and maybe not county employees, but there had to be contractors who were very proficient uh, with the voting system in order to be able to have done the manipulations that we can we can show you. But we still shouldn't have a private company getting between the county and the Secretary of State, correct? Exactly. Okay. That's, then you say the Edison, the Edison Media Line is that where the is that where the news media gets their feed? We see that on the bottom of the screen on election night. Exactly. Okay. All right. Mean. Let's keep going. Okay. So then we have Fulton County fifteen point. Uh, election manipulation evidence. One, 17, this is just Fulton County now. He says he could find this in other counties as well. Number one, 17,724 final certified Fulton County votes have no ballot images. Well, that's a problem. Yeah, it is, uh, particularly, Brandon, when you consider it's not possible for the voting system to be able to tabulate results without an image. So what that's saying is that there's 17,000 votes that were certified in Fulton County that we don't know how they got there because there's no ballot image for them. And what was the margin of victory in Georgia? 11,779. So there's there there's your margin of victory more than Hey Garland, Garland, yes. Garland. We just had we just had um uh Gail Gullick on from Arizona the other night and they have from the Maricopa on it they have 93,000 ballots that didn't have ballot images. Remember that, Brandon? Yep, absolutely. 93,000 just mm-hmm. in Maricopa County. In other words, there's a box of paper they ran off on a copy or whatever and said, hey, that matches uh, 2,000. It matches what, yeah. uh, what Dominion Machine says, but it doesn't match the ballot images because yeah. the ballot images don't show they were ever voted. Well, right, Mike, and so the important thing there to remember is Maricopa uses the same machine that Georgia uses, and it's not possible for it to have 
tabulated votes without a ballot image. So my question would be, how did those 93,000 votes get into certified results in Maricopa? Wow. Right. All right, number two, I, I keep rushing us, but I'll make sure I'm watching the clock. Yeah. Number two, all 374,128 in-person ballot images for the original count are missing. Well, right, and, and this is what we're finding out statewide. The counties are destroying their original ballot images. That's, a, that's against federal law, is it not? Correct. It's both federal and state law, Brandon. They are required to keep those for, for two years. And one, one last real quick thing. The 17,000 margin is not only, not only greater than what the presidential race is, but it's also greater than the margin that caused a runoff in the U.S. Senate race between David Perdue and John Ossoff. Okay, number three, 132,284 mail-in images cannot be authenticated due to missing .sha files. Yeah. Those are like JPEG files again. So those, those yeah. they're missing, so they can't validate them. Well, that's right. So, and that what we call the SHA file is the authentication file for the image. It's kind of like a check digit on a bank account. Authenticated. Uh, excuse me, I screwed up that word. Authenticated. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, so that and that's so. If you don't have the shop file, you can't you can't ensure that the image is authentic. Four four thousand uh, plus over four thousand tabulator images have impossible duplicate timestamps. What does that mean? Right. So one one image it takes about a, a, a sec. It takes about a second to scan an image, an image, in a mail-in ballot image. So we have four thousand images that have the exact same duplicate timestamp. That is a physical impossibility. It appears that the records must have been in electronically inserted into the results. Wow. 104,994 images in 1,096 batches have impossible duplicate timestamps. Yeah, that's a, exactly kind of the same concept. But it, there it's the duplicate, um, the duplicate on the um, image files versus the scan uh, files. So there, there were duplicate file modification times as well as the scan time so it's a different type of duplicate show so it's showing it's being done by computers now right right it's 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 showing that the electronic system it had to have been updated electronically uh not through the normal election process of scanning the ballot and recording number six all ballot batches were improperly forced to adjudication to facilitate facilitate tampering. Uh, adjudication to remind the new people, old people, alumni here know this. They've heard this a bunch. Adjudication. If they can't tell what the intent was, then it goes to a review panel where they decide what is the voter's intent. And in some cases, they're just voting for the person now. Well, well, that's right, uh, Brandon. And in addition, we saw this up in Michigan as well. But what what we found was that the filter was set to force all the ballots into adjudication and what we're really concerned with there once they get into this adjudication bucket uh, this electronic bucket they can be manipulated electronically we know that they were not uh, manually we didn't manually uh, adjudicate 150,000 ballots but we could uh, it, it basically when they're in this bucket they're subject to electronic tampering. What do you mean all ballot batches were properly forced to adjudication? What do you mean by all ballot? Not every ballot that came through Fulton County, was it? Every, every mail-in ballot that came through Fulton County was set to go into adjudication. Every mail-in ballot. The key word there is mail-in. Yes. 
That's right, because okay. those are the only ballots that are adjudicated. And normally, it's it only goes to adjudication if there's a questionable mark that the system cannot. But they were they were forcing it on purpose so they could decide for the people. Uh, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Okay, oh. seven. Ten ballots were impossibly adjudicated in one minute by one user. Oh wow! Yeah, a technical a technical impossibility. So again, shows it's being done computerized. Exactly. It has to be an electronic tampering for that to exist. Number eight, uh, 941 image files were backdated prior to adjudication. Right. So uh, what, what happened there is if the adjudication file, uh, when you adjudicate a ballot, you modify it, and then the image uh, f file modified date should match the adjudication date. We found them backdated. It looked like somebody had cut the machine on with an older date and tried to insert images in there, but they got caught because the adjudication timestamp was still the real timestamp. Number nine, all 16,034 mail-in image uh, uh, authentication files were added days after scanning. What does that mean? So there, when you scan uh, the ballots, the authentication file should have been created at the same time. The TIF image and the shy image are created at the same time. We found that they added the authentication uh, images days later, which indicates, again, electronic tampering. Ten, same 12 tabulators closed 148 early voting machine polls masking identity of scanning tabulator. Right, so this is a, a real a process problem. When you have 148 tabulators, you should close out each one. But they uh, brought the, the information to 12 other tabulators, and that broke the chain of custody, as well as it masking the, the identity of the, the scanning tabulator. So it makes it very, very difficult to perform any kind of an audit. Number 11, one tabulator serial number impossibly closed two polls in some in same overlapping times. That's right. So we showed there that um, we had a, a tab. One, the same tabulator was closing two different polls at the same time. It's a technical impossibility. Uh, so that has to be some type of electronic tampering there as well. Twelve. One tabulator was never closed and could have added many illegitimate votes. Exactly. So this was a tabulator that was left open. And uh, it was it was never closed, and in fact, the close the last closed date on it was December of 2019, and we didn't even have the machines then. So we don't know how that could be even possible, but uh, it uh, that's just a really bizarre. But the point there is that thousands and thousands of illegitimate votes could have been added on that one tabulator alone. All right, thirteen. Uh, images in 288 batches have back backfilled timestamps out of scanning chronological order. Yeah, this is a little bit complicated to explain, but there are, there was 288 batches. Batches typically have 100 ballots, and they are back. What we saw within within a batch, there would be tip image one, tip image two, tip image three in chronological uh, order. But then we would look at the timestamp, and the timestamp would be backfilled, so it wouldn't go, uh, you know, second number one, second number two, second number three. Suddenly, we would find a timestamp that went back in and out of sequence, 
Uh, that is another technical impossibility. 14, 85 closing tapes for 12,024 Election Day ballots are unsigned or missing. What does that tell you? That tells me that all 12,000 of those ballots should have never been certified uh, because their tapes were not signed by any poll worker uh, or they were missing. And both of those are requirements under Georgia law. So that would invalidate those 12,000. And that right, there is the, that right there is higher than the 11,000 some odd of victory right there. Uh, it, well, exactly. Uh, but the last one is even more more right. number 15 all but two tabulator closing tapes for early voting are unsigned all but two yeah so what that means is all 315,000 early voting uh ballots that were cast all but which are maybe a couple thousand of those are invalid because the poll workers never signed the tabulation tapes to authenticate those ballots. And what is your normal, not in 2020, but let's say in 2016, what was your normal uh, mail-in ballots versus what was in 2020? Um, the normal mail-in ballots was much lower in Brandon. Uh, Brandon, I don't have the number uh, with me, um, but it was probably uh, a tenth or a fifth of the 147,000, 148,000. So was it was much, much, much higher, obviously, in 2020. Much higher. Which, again, leads to believe that some of it could have been fraudulent, and, and it goes to point that these are not being processed in a legitimate legal manner. Uh, well, exactly. In fact, what we concluded uh, today, uh, Brandon, was there almost are no legitimate ballots that were uh, could be authenticated and should have been certified. In the entire Fulton County election, uh, results of 524,000 ballots, there's probably almost none of them that would qualify as being legitimate under Georgia law. Okay, now Mike's going to like this next slide. This is, again, just Fulton. 17,724 final certified Fulton votes have no ballot images. The Dominion system requires a ballot image to tabulate results, but 17,724 certified Fulton County presidential recount votes have no ballot images. So... <laughs> I thought right. the city requires that. Well, that's right. And this is, this is, these are the slides that kind of explain uh, what we just talked about. So, and that's a net effect there. Basically, you have 13,000 extra Biden votes that can't be accounted for and 4,000 extra, um, extra votes for uh, Donald Trump. So that's a net gain right there of 9,000 votes for Joe Biden that can't be substantiated. But if you said the Dominion system requires a ballot image to tabulate results, didn't we just say we have a bunch that don't have the ballot images? Exactly. So, so if they don't have a ballot image, they shouldn't have been counted. So what, what that's saying there is that you know, we need to subtract 13,000 of Biden's votes and 4,000 of Trump votes uh, because we don't have ballot images for those votes. So how can they be legitimate votes? So that brings then you're saying uh, the, the margin of victory down to what? A couple thousand. Yeah, that's nine nine thousand votes right there, just on that one thing alone. Okay, and this is just Fulton County. All right. Anything yes. else for the sake of time? I, mean, I don't know how many more slides are no, but for the sake of time. Anything I, else here? I think you've got it, Brandon. I think that we kind of covered them all. We've got all the graphics out there, so people people can see it. They they're out on VoterGA.org, uh, the events tab. We, we've got the slide presentation and the press conferences out there, 
and it will explain all this in a level of detail that we we can't really explain. And all right. A, so after that, a, this is all available at voter voterga.org. Okay. So after this presentation, let's get Mike's response. Mike. Oh, we lost Mike. Okay. I was gonna say let's get Mike's response. All right. He was yeah. just there a couple of minutes ago. Yes, he was. Well, he's probably overwhelmed. He might have, he might have passed out. <laughs> so, so this is really what he's been saying all along. Uh, he's been saying that the results, he believed the results were manipulated. We, do you we have any idea? Do you have any idea where this would have been done? Is this would this been done to someone hacking in and doing it? And if so, do you, do you have any IP addresses coming from outside Georgia, from outside the country? Yeah, it's a really good question, Brandon, and we honestly don't know right now. So. What we've been doing differently from Mike, Mike has been working from the outside in. We have been working from the inside out. So what we wanted to establish is were the, were the results at the county level legitimate? And you know, regardless of what happened. And we have established now that the results in Fulton County are not legitimate results. So now the next question is to, is to get to, is to your point is how did they Get, who did the tampering? We don't know right now. What we do know is that it had to be someone with very a lot of expertise in the uh, in the computer system. It could be a a vendor um, uh, a vendor a vendor employee. It could have been a a contractor. There was a, a a Dominion contractor did most of the work for Fulton County, um, or it could have been a third party uh, that such as the. Um, uh, elections group or um, U.S. Digital Response that were uh, Zuckerberg funded, uh, then they provided technical resource. Now, who, who had what authority to do what is still a matter of, of question, but we have established, I think, uh, probably for the first time in history, that electronic voting tampering did occur, and it did occur in the November 2020 election. And again, all of this is at voter... VoterGA.org, VoterGA.org. Okay, so last week I surprised Mike with an <coughs> interview, played it here on Lindell TV. I surprised him with an interview I conducted at CPAC with someone named Susie Voiles. Do you know that name? Susie and I were very good friends, and she was at the press conference today. I was there the day that Susie and Barbara Hartman discovered the uh, counterfeit ballots that we believe are still in the Fulton County election results. Okay. And so just to be clear, um, what she said was that there was someone testing uh, the voting machines and calibrating it and that they had a bunch of fake ballots printed so they could test the machine and calibrate the machine. But what was really odd is wouldn't you just need a few, a few of maybe 10, 10, 15, 20 of those? She said there were pallets and pallets of these test ballots. Why would you need pallets and pallets of test ballots? Why wouldn't you just have 20? Well, um, they, they do have a, a fairly r rigorous testing um, that they are supposed to perform uh, where they check off each, each vote, uh, each race for each uh, candidate and each machine. But these sound so like they were pre-printed. They weren't filling in the bubbles. It's not like they were pre-printed. Yeah, um, and it's a, real, uh, it's a really good question. It's a really good issue. Now, we do have a whistleblower who was involved in that testing. Her name is Bridget Thorne. And uh, what, it would be great if sometime if you would like to interview I, her. I was going to just say, can I interview her? 
Absolutely. I'm sure she would uh, come on the show and I, I can get you her, her contact info. Okay, so I go back to the question. Why would you need pallets of pre-filled in ballots that are that are already, I mean, wouldn't the testing involve them filling in the bubbles like you and do it? But that's not what she was saying. She said they were already pre-filled in and, and pallets of these. Yeah. So uh, if that's the case, uh, then that would be a real problem. But no, you're absolutely right. The testing would involve the ballot marking device being uh, being filling in the ovals. So there would be no reason for have, to have anything uh, pre-filled out. And then she said that in this batch, which she has the number for, the serial number for the batch, was 107 duplicate ballots, all voting the same way down, presidential ticket all the way down, and even had the same little eclipse in the, where they were to fill in, it left a little, a little eclipse, it was all identical. Right, so what the people saw, she, Susie was an auditor on, uh, the, during the Fulton County audit, and I was there that day. She and Barbara and uh, other witnesses uh, found what we believe to be counterfeit ballots because in addition to being marked all the same way down, the same way, as you said, Brandon, they had an oval on it that appeared to be marked with toner, not with a writing instrument, and it was a mail-in ballot. And then the paper stock seemed to be, to be different, and they were not folded from being mailed. So all of those things led us to believe that they are counterfeit ballots. And well, how could, it, how could it be a mail-in ballot that was mailed if there's no crease? I mean, that's Columbo right there. Exactly. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yes. And, and that's, that's one of the reasons why we believe that there's counterfeit ballots. But, again, the Secretary of State and the county have been fighting us tooth and nail over this. And we've seen today that this is why we, because the, the, we know the election results will not add up if we can get the, the hands on the ballot. Absolutely. My, uh, Logan, did we get Mike? Okay. Do you want to call him on his cell phone? That's interesting. Okay. Well, um, that's interesting. Um, all right. So keep trying him. I mean, we're going to go another six minutes, but hopefully we'll get Mike on because I really would like Mike's response to all of this we've been going through. We've been, we really were doing the presentation for Mike. <laughs> so we wanted his response to this great presentation, but we may have to get it tomorrow night if we don't reach him. But Susie is now running for Congress, as you know, and, right. and I, I think uh, I heard Mike say he endorsed her last week on the air after watching everything she was saying. I don't even know if Susie knows that yet. Uh, yeah, and I don't know either. I didn't get a chance to talk with her today. She was at the conference. She made some uh, uh, press conference. She made some nice contributions to some of the data. Uh, she is convinced uh, beyond any a shadow of a doubt that we are correct um, and that li very likely this was very serious uh, electronic vote tampering. So there's no doubt in your mind at this point that Donald Trump won Georgia, or is there still? There is uh, almost no doubt whatsoever uh, we are looking for uh, the final pieces of evidence and to, to see what, what we can prove and what we can't prove. Uh, we already know that, the, you know, just on one slide there, that the race is 9,000 votes closer than what the Secretary of State Ravensburger claimed. Um, and we already know this was not the safest, most secure, honest election. Does he ever respond to this? Has he ever responded in the public to any of these findings? Uh, no, he... he uh, not to this, because this is brand new evidence. This evidence just came out today, so I'm. How much of the media in Georgia was there? 
almost no local media. Of course, now in fairness, we had it all on live stream, so they didn't have to show up. Uh, so uh, we, uh, but there was no very few. Uh, actually, I don't think any of the media came in person. Okay, but are you to the point now where the local media just ignores you and only, only folks like us pick it up? I mean, you're going right to the people, so you're going around the media. But the point is, do you think the media in your state has been ordered? Ignore Garland Favorito and his group. Um, there, are, there are two organizations locally who are working against us, and that is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Uh, not, not much of a surprise there. And then Georgia Public Broadcasting, which is using taxpayer dollars to deceive the people of the state of Georgia. Um, locally, those are the two most uh, corrupt organizations. And then the, nationally, it would be the New York Times and the USA Today who have lied about us to their audience. The rest of the media has been a little bit partisan, but at least they, they are they're treating us a little bit more fairly. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Well, I'm glad we're able to get this out to you, uh, uh, to our folks, to the folks listening. But we're really thankful for you, Garland, that you, your team just keeps digging in and doesn't quit. Um, Susie was mentioning death threats, um, having uh, something stabbed into the inside of her tire that she says a police officer looked at and said that that's not something you picked up on the road. Someone went to trouble to stab your tire. And, and, and her daughter it was registered in Susie's name, the car, but her daughter was driving and it did have a blowout. Um, have you heard about these threats against Susie? And what about threats to you or your other team members and and and, and uh, co-workers on election free uh, fraud that you're investing? You know that you guys. Yeah, are I, I did hear about the threats to Susie. She's um, uh, a little bit. She's pretty high profile. Uh, I have not had any personal threats. I feel really blessed. I feel uh, very uh, very confident, and uh, I feel very brave. I, I'm I'm not afraid of and uh, I just feel like I'm protected and I've got a mission to do and this is what uh, God called me to do and I think he's going to protect me. So I have not had any threats and I have not really been worried uh, too much about any so far. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and you're not like a, a, a registered uh, hardcore right-wing Republican your whole life, are you? I didn't even vote for Donald Trump uh, you know, in, the, uh, in the election. I, we, I was a third party uh, voted for our, our and I'm in the Constitution Party. You can probably see the sign back here, but um, I voted for our presidential candidate by a write-in uh, in the 2020 election. But this is bigger than than Donald Trump, as you know. It's bigger than one one man or one presidency. It's really about saving the country, as Mike says over and over and over again. This is why uh, I do what I do. This is why we have so many volunteers in Georgia that are helping out. We want to save the country. We want to make sure we have good elections moving forward. And that's why we are so committed to this. Absolutely. All right. Great, great job, uh, Garland. We'll get Mike's feedback tomorrow night. We've disconnected from him somehow and can't reach him even by cell. So we'll, we'll, we'll pick up. Hopefully he'll re he can, uh, we can start the show tomorrow night with him giving a, a response to this great work of yours. Thank you, Brandon. I just want to say one more thing is to thank you, the audience. Um, uh, we really appreciate it uh, when, when we're on and we cover this. We, we get a lot of donations, and it really helps keep our, our, our activities alive at VoterJ.org. I don't take a salary. I'm a volunteer. And uh, we really appreciate all the listeners who watch us because, you know, their contributions are what keeps us doing what we're doing. 
Awesome. Well, so glad to hear that. Well, the proof is in the pudding. You're obviously getting the work done. So good, good for you, Garland. Thank you, Brandon. It's great to be on your show. As always, Garland. Garland Favorito with uh, VoterGA.org. All right. I do hope if you appreciate the broadcast, you will support Lindell TV, support Mike Lindell, support the 2,700 My Pillow employees. Keep this network going. Keep this show going. Go to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code L77. Remember, that also works at MyStore.com. Also works at MyStore.com. Can't stress enough how important it is we have your support. Uh, but you also get something in return when you go to MyPillow.com or MyStore.com and use that promo code L77. All right, for Mike Lindell, I'm Brandon House. This has been the Lindell Report with your host, Mike Lindell. Thank you so much for watching, and until tomorrow night, I'm Brandon House. Take care. You're watching Lindell TV.